ability to, to fully communicate just as we are doing right now and to be okay with myself and, and to let my guard down and not, and not be that caged, high-tempered, at times angry, engineer, closed in. I just kind of numbed all of that in, in different ways. One of them really being exercise. I would I did an Ironman, so it that took years and years of, of hours and hours of exercise. So it showed up in a, you know in a really numbing and avoiding and today's guest on Your Gifts Matter is Michael Tranmere. He lives and plays in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. He works as an engineer in the highly specialized field of coastal engineering, where he designs and builds projects along the coast. Michael embodies and speaks on transcendent leadership, drawing on experience from his profession and personal life. So on this episode with with Michael, you're going to hear about his journey uh, as an engineer professional and in partaking in activities that he thought were were beneficial. Uh, From a health perspective, he, you know, he was training to become a, an Ironman athlete and complete an Ironman uh, and didn't realize in the process that he actually was numbing out from the other aspects of his life through that training regimen and, and getting to a place where he could complete an Ironman, which ultimately led to a divorce. He's going to share about his experience through that. So I hope that you enjoy this episode with Michael Tranmer. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining uh your gifts matter. My name is Aaron Solly. I'm from Engage Coaching Group, and I'm excited to have uh, Michael Tranmere uh, from Tranmere uh, Coaching Solutions with us today. He's an engineer and a coach, and welcome. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Great to be here. Great to connect with you and your audience. Yeah, glad, glad to have you here. Uh, why don't we kick it off and, and uh, have you share a little bit more about who you are and, and where you've come from? Yeah, who I am and, and where I've come from. And we, we, we joked a little bit before we hit record here about, uh, about my past and uh, digging deep into that all, already, even though we're recording this on a nice, pleasant Saturday morning. So we'll, uh, we'll see where we go, but I'm open to, to share everything. I'm, uh, um, originally, I won't go down all the details, but I'm originally from Ontario. came out to BC because it's amazing out here for the skiing and the surfing and all of that. And um, got into engineering. My background's in engineering. Did that at the University of Victoria and then uh, another master's degree back east at Queen's. And but I've been in Vancouver 12, 13, 14 years now. And I worked, I worked 12 years as a consulting engineer. I specialize in coastal engineering. So that's, that's any structure that's along the waterfront, be it a, be it a beach, be it a marina, be it a, a wharf or a harbor or or anything like that. So that's, that's sort of who I am and, 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 and where I came from. Nice. What was growing up like in Ontario? Growing up in Ontario was wonderful. It was uh, super, super, super privileged, super fortunate, two great supporting parents. My parents did divorce when I was about 13 and I'm everyone i have an older sister and a younger sister and we we all handled that the 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 best that we we could have but i and something that's that that came up in a hard way later on in my life and i'm sure we'll get to was we really didn't communicate at all about what was going on and and you know my parents are are amazing and and great but i was never brought up in a way to to be expressive and fully express myself and be okay 
sharing my feelings and, and leaning into my feelings. And, you know, so that, that really came, that, that was really evident now looking back at, at that divorce, which is obviously a super hard time, but, you know, we were always just like, you know, suck it up and, and, and keep moving forward. So all of, all of that lack of skill development came, came back to really haunt me later on in life. And what was it like as a 13 year old? Like, how did you cope with it, with the divorce back then? I rebelled. I, I partied more. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I kept my responsibilities and did very well in school and, and, you know, but I, you know, really took advantage of the situation. I partied more in high school than most people do. I think I got it out of my system really early. So that was, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I just, I just kind of did whatever I was doing a lot harder. I was a lot into sports, but you know, I, I totally took advantage of the situation uh, uh, a bit and, and rebelled and, um, you know, didn't, didn't, did, did kind of the opposite of, of really honing in on what the, you know, how, how I was hurting. And you alluded to that it, the real struggle kind of showed up later on. So what, what showed up later on for you? Yeah. After, after I moved to, you know, I met a, met a girl at the end of my engineering degree in Victoria. And then we ended up being together here in Vancouver for 12 years. We were married for, for six years. And then our, our marriage came to a real sudden end about two and a half years ago now when, when, she, when she left. And that was excruciating. That was not the, that was not the plan. That was not the, the vision that either of us had. But again, we both had done the best that we could with the tools that, that we had. But that was, that, was, that was completely devastating to both of us because you know, she didn't really plan on doing that. And, and I had no idea that was coming. But one of the things that really led to that was, was my inability to, to fully communicate just as we are doing right now and to be okay with myself and, and to let my guard down and not, and not be that, that caged, high-tempered, at times angry, engineer, closed in that I was all those years. And by doing that, I, we never had the space where, where she could fully express what she was feeling. Cause I didn't know how to, how to receive it. And how did that, how did that anger show up? How, how did... Yeah. I mean, how, when I look back on, on, on those 12 years, how did that anger showed up? It was really just this closed and this caged individual. And I, I, uh, you know, I was not fully open or expressive. And like I said to her, I, I didn't know how to listen because she wouldn't tell me anything because she would know that I wouldn't be able to listen. I'd be watching TV or whatever it was or, or the Leaf game or whatever it may be. And, you know, I just I just kind of numbed all of that in, in different ways. One of them really being exercise. I would I did an Ironman. So it that took years and years of, of hours and hours of exercise. So it showed up in a you know, in a really numbing and avoiding and um, in way, but I was, I was at the same time, I was always searching for something more, both in my career and for, for myself personally, I just didn't know how to access what that more was. And did you, you know, in the, the numbing, you know, through exercise uh, in that it was, were you aware of it? Did you know that that's what you were doing or were you just, uh, yeah. Not at yeah. all. And, and, it, and that's, that's, that's got to be such, such a hard part. And you must see this all the time, Aaron, with the folks that you work with, because I see it all the time now yeah. with my buddies who, who I used to ex- do all this exercise with. And, 
and I'm not saying for for sure that they are numbing and avoiding parts of their life, but they are to an extent. They totally are. And could I see it? Absolutely not. And so that's that's really the the hard part of well, I knew that something was I wasn't fulfilled in in fully fulfilled in any area of my life. I was just kind of going harder and harder at the things I knew. So I guess the gap was I wasn't humble enough to to ask for help earlier on and be open to realizing that I don't know anything. And how was your uh, like your ex-spouse and other people in your life? How were they responding to that behavior when you were kind of closed and? And uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that, that's kind of how they knew me. And I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like an angry beast sort of guy. I've always had a, a big heart. So I don't want to, uh, you know, paint myself yeah. in that light. Um, but how were they responding? Like they didn't have any other tools either right. really to support and help me. And it's really just this bubble that I grew up in and, and the friends that I had and, and nurtured and my, my ex as well. We, we didn't, we didn't know any other way to, to access what the, the true challenges were deep within. And was there anybody that, that uh, like a role model growing up that, that taught you that that was the way to be a man? Yeah, that's how my father operated okay. for, for sure. Yeah. And then, you know, again, he uh, love him. He's got a bigger heart than, than, than I do for sure. So we're always, always doing and trying our best, but that's, that, that's what he knew. Like we, uh, you know, kind of, kind of keep it caged in, kind of just keep going forward, going as hard as possible. And then that's how we operate. Yeah. And so, uh, so the coping mechanism for you was, was the numbing out through, through activities that you thought were helpful, right. And, and training for an Ironman and, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. It, Cause it was always, it was always like the go harder at what we do mentality. And it was so interesting getting to the end of the Ironman and, and crossing the the finish line, I did it the, the Mont Tremblant race in in Quebec, and it was just <laughs> a miserable day. It it rained an, an inch that day, and then super windy, and just the complete hardest thing I've ever done. Like the second half of the marathon was, I just couldn't feel my legs. It was so excruciating. But I just remember getting to the end of the race and just feeling completely empty. Like I thought I was going to have this huge euphoria, this huge breakthrough, this huge realization. And that was the realization now that the, what's the point there, there's nothing there. Right. Right. So this huge accomplishment and there being a disconnect there uh, in the moment of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and, it, you know, from talking about your experience with your dad and what you learned from him and like, this is all this, this is all that you knew, right? You're just, uh, you know, moving forward in your life with the tools that you were taught. Uh, and, and this was, you know, there was a, there was the awareness wasn't there. So what, when did the awareness show up? Was it the divorce? Was it the Iron Man? Yeah, it was, where was it? It was, it was, it was the divorce and it was right here in the same living room. Like it yeah. was that exact moment yeah. that, she told me that you know she's no longer in love with me and then she moved out a couple days later and and I write about this in the book that I have coming out this summer which I'm so excited about um, but it, it was literally in that exact moment so I'm so grateful for for all that pain because without it I would have kept going down that same path but again it's it's so hard to or it's not hard but it's 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 a challenge for us where where we see other people that need this this awareness built in but it's it is challenging to 
to deliver that to, to people and have them see it without them hitting their their rock bottom and this again so i and that's why i've put two years of effort into this book if there's if this book can somehow be that that switch to help people build that awareness for themselves and, and their life but it, it literally was it was it was such a powerful time it was in november 2017 so such a dark and and dreary month where where I, like everything I knew was just shattered in an instant and, and then waking up every day with that that huge blank slate that I, I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing and just the pain that I was feeling but it was really that trauma that that unleashed this awareness and and from there it was being aware of all the parts of my personality that I really wanted to improve going forward and it just really steamrolled from there. Yeah. And did, so did you approach it on your own or did you seek out help right away? Or how did you, how did you handle all that pain in that, during that time, that darkness? I, how did I, handle? yeah, I actually did reach out real early to friends of mine, which is something I had never done ever um, because I was so afraid of being alone forever, which is one of the, one of the biggest things and feeling lonely. What was it like to reach out? Uh, how was that? How was it received? It was, Amazing. Great. And I'm so, so grateful to have a lot of, lot of amazing friends, both from back East. I mean, one of my best friends from, from back East, she was really serendipitously here in that very first weekend after things happened. And, and again, I write about this cause it was all like the universe just really helping me out over and over, but it it, you know, it was definitely hard in the beginning opening myself up, but you know, as I, you know, started crying in all the restaurants and crying in all the streets and then and crying all over my journal here, here at home. It just became so obvious that that was the better way to get in and process what I, what I needed to, what I needed to lean into. And growing up, what were you taught about crying? I, Is there any rules around that? I don't know that? if like, I don't want to say there are any rules yeah. around that, but no, I can't specifically remember one way or the other, but I mean, I mean, I mean, me and my buddies in in our thirties and twenties, we we didn't get around and and have beers and cry and talk about our feelings. It's just something that never happened. So, how was it to to step into that that sadness and get it out? It was good. Yeah. It was it was powerful. Yeah. It was so powerful to lean into that vulnerability, yeah. and I. I, like I was having all these realizations that were coming so fast. I started walking around in, in, in the streets with this little notepad in my, in my, in my pocket. Cause I had to write things down and go home and think about them. And I started journaling for the first time ever. Cause I was having all these thoughts that I'd never had before. And as an engineer, I needed to think about these and figure these out later. And eventually a book came out the other end. That was, that was never the plan. But I went, you know, I went to uh, went to a counselor early on because I wanted to check in with myself to make sure I wasn't going off in some bad direction. And then eventually, you know, a couple of months later, I was getting what I could from my friends and podcasts and even the counselor to an extent. I went and saw him twice and and he's like, yeah, you know, you're you're OK. You're doing all the right things. But I was I was like. I need to know more about what is going on with me. Like how has this a rapid awareness changed? So I needed more. I needed not just more books, but eventually that's what, when I started working with a coach of my own and I sort of, that was about five months into the four months into the, the process. And I'd been really up and down and I write about this again, higher highs and lower lows. But as soon as I started working with her and, 
and just tweaking my mind that little bit more and focusing on my future and really building in that greater mental discipline to, to work with these new thoughts that were coming into my mind. Then it was, and then it was really like, all of it was really like, like, who am I now that I don't have that identity of the relationship? Aaron Saul here from Engage Coaching Group. Uh, one thing I wanted to just share with you is a very powerful tool, which I know a lot of you probably have heard of before. And that tool is journaling. And it is a tool that I have used to help shift and change and improve my life uh, from doing it on a regular basis and, uh, you know, accessing my emotions better, accessing my, um, you know, my awareness more about who I am and who I want to be. And I wrote a book about uh, journaling to help uh, individuals and, and corporate teams to, to get to the heart of what truly matters to them. And the book's called Engage, Connect, Grow. And uh, it's a fantastic resource that you can find on Amazon, Engage, Connect, Grow. If you search on Amazon, you'll find it there. And you can also find it on the engagecoachinggroup.com website. And uh, so if you're looking for uh, just a, a guided tool to help you with journaling and to help make it a, an ongoing practice uh, on a regular basis, it can be a, a really good tool for you that you may benefit from. And so I just wanted to make you aware of that. And, uh, and there's, also, there's tons of other resources in there. There's 52 lessons total. So you're going to get uh, a sense about journaling, but also other resources that you can access. So let's get back to this episode and, and hear from our guest. And what did it take? So what, what gifts or internal resources did you access to be able to shift from having this, you know, this idea of a plan that you thought was, was going to be your life and then to now have an open slate? Like what, what did you access to be able to be open to getting help and to start working on that? Yeah. I mean, the two biggest things were meditation and journaling. Yeah. Abs absolutely. Ab game changer. And I'd never done either of those. I'd tried meditation a little bit in my you know, pre-separation days, but not to the extent that I leaned into it afterwards. So meditation and journaling, just, just to slow everything down. And, and now more than ever, people can, can benefit from these free tools that we all have access to but by doing that you know i could you know i'm i could write about yeah i'm sad i'm feeling sad about this this is not as planned this this is horrible what am i going to do now um but then again what am i grateful for i'm grateful for this uh, i'm going to be okay i have money in my in the bank i have a job i have a family i have a ton of people that love me who am i and what do i want to do now what do i want to put on my blank slate and just like i wrote write everything by hand and by slowing that process down, it, it was just such a such a transition that uh, I never had access to that tool before. Yeah, and such simple simple resources, right? Meditation, journaling—they're they're you know th things that any of us can do, and uh, mm -hmm. and powerful. You know, when, we, when we use them on a regular so basis, so powerful, right? so powerful. And then I, you know, I'm still uh, advancing my meditation skills, always trying to get to the next level. But I have, I have you know, throughout that journey that's still going on, I've just accessed some of the most powerful moments while meditating, both about really, really, really tapping into who, who I am, what my soul desires, what I want to create. And, and just like, once you have that vision and you match it with the feeling, there's no going back, that you know what you're, you're capable of. And so you see it and you feel it, you're like, okay. And then you have to, there's a little bit of the trust that has to, to go on that that is going to happen, but you're, you just become so much more in alignment with what you can create and everything else just falls away and you just become so laser focused on, on who you are and, and what's important to you. Yeah. And I hear, 
complete openness and curiosity are, are characteristics that you definitely embrace to be able to. Oh, to yeah. to to this day, yeah. and I, I I'm 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 self publishing. I'm hybrid publishing a book right now. I, I don't know anything about that. I've never written a bit book before. So I'm you know I'm 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 bringing in resources. I'm paying for some resources. I'm bringing in tons of free resources. I'm anyone who offers to to read my book right now before it goes out. I'm like yes, absolutely. I I like I give me all the all the help I can get. I, I you know once we start to to, to learn more things we recognize how little we know and the, the more we know the more we know we don't know type thing but i'm i'm but it's this whole last two and a half years has really been like a like a real life mba for me and I'm, that was really a lot of what was missing previously was me not empowering myself to learn to learn new skills and really up level my own life yeah to be able to actually be um you know, open to accepting the fact that you can, you can take control of that. Right. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and do you find in the engineering profession that that is, um, can be challenging at times to, to step into that? Yeah. And I can, I can speak to, to myself as a, you know, that first decade of engineering, mm -hmm. I really sat, sat back and I was like, you know, when, when is the glory going to come to me? When am I going to be in that big role? When is my name going to be up there? And, you know, why am I sitting here behind this computer? Why am I not leading this the meeting or, or whatever it is? But it was just a lack, real lack of empowering myself to, to be open and recognize, well, you don't have the skills to be able to do the things that you think you deserve. So lean into that, learn find good mentors to, to help and, and teach you to accelerate that learning with direct mentorship is, is, is such an acceleration of, of learning. But yeah, in the engineering world, I, I, I generally find it's just a lot of sitting back and waiting when the opposite approach, I, I, I know, you know a couple of folks out there like, um, and you have to be, you have to be motivated to do this and it has to be in alignment with, with what you want to create. But there's, it's how you choose your time. So if you're choosing your time to get certificates on the side and empower yourself to, to, to move forward, or if you're choosing your time to, to watch Netflix and drink more and, but also expecting and, and wondering why you're not getting ahead. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. It sounds like having a real, a real good reality check with oneself, right? Is if you have these aspirations, there's going to be some steps that need to be taken to, to accomplish them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So what are you doing? Uh, I know right, right now as we're recording this, we're in the middle of a the global pandemic, COVID-19. Uh, so how are you supporting uh, people and your clients right now, uh, you know, during this and, and beyond? Yeah, I think, I think two words come to mind. One is compassion and one, one is expansion. So I think it's, it's really important to have compassion right now. No, whether or not like we're in BC where we're doing well here with numbers and all that, all that. But you know, even if, if, if the table was different and we had more deaths here in, in BC, we still need to be compassionate for people right out of the gate because people are experiencing change been on lockdown kind of solo. And that's, that's been really hard. So I have had some really, really, really dark days, even like I'm glad we're recording this this weekend and not last weekend because it was, it was a really hard time for me. So I, I, I can appreciate what other people are, are going through as much as, as there have been some benefits to this time. It's really important to lead with compassion and know that like anyone who's starting a, a meeting right now, I think really has to, to start with that 
you know, maybe not if you're doing daily meetings, but if you're talking and meeting with people for the first time in a while, like just have it out, go, how are you? And, and mean it and feel it and share something vulnerable about how, how this has been a challenging time for you. So start with compassion. But at the same time, I've been focusing a lot on expansion and the folks that I work with as well, because it's, if we spend these couple months that we're in right now, really just contracting with all the news and all the bad news and all the crap and all the, all the, all the things that trigger us on Facebook, conspiracy theories, whatever, depend, doesn't matter what side you're on on that. But if we just blah, 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 contract, contract, by the time we get out of this in a, a month or whatever it's going to be, we're just going to be this completely shattered little ball. But if we go through the self-love practices and we keep our morning routines up and we do the exercise and the meditation, the gratitude, the journaling, whatever, whatever it is that helps you really expand and, and, and open yourself up and keep your heart open and be aware of what's working out there and be aware of what the opportunities are, this expansion is going to help you pull in and, and have these creative ideas at this different time to help you and your team and your organization move forward. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, you've mentioned your book a number of times. Why don't you share a little bit about uh, how you're helping people with your, your upcoming book? Yeah, I love, I love my book. And that's really, that's, I think that's really important for, for anything people are creating to, to have that passion behind it. Because when I talk about it, I'm, it's, I'm talking about it a lot right now because it's, I'm looking forward to it coming out early this summer. I don't have a date yet, but it's coming. But it's, it literally is the whole transformation story from, from day one uh, with the breakup. And then it ends about seven months later when I go on this, this two and a half month journey through, through Central America, where I'm still, uh, I had, I had, I had been working as an engineer and I took some time off and, and went on this trip. And, and I would, at the time, it's where I actually wrote the first draft of the manuscript of the book, but it was such a beautiful time to, to again, look back and reflect on the changes that I had been through and you know how I had grown and how I was still growing and still trying to understand and process what would what happened but it's 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 literally just really raw vulnerable me sharing everything that I went through all the all the highs and, and definitely all the all the lows of that that transformational period in my life and then how I how I got into coaching and how I started leaning more into that and then public speaking and, and writing like you folks need to understand that like coaching and public speaking and writing and these really expressive and putting, putting myself out there is a, was a complete 180 to, to my former self. And, and I talk about that, how that was challenging for my friends and family to, to see that transition as well. So it's, it's all in there. It has a really beautiful ending and the story continues. Yeah. And so do you, do you find that somebody that may be in that position where they are, uh, you know, maybe experiencing similar things that you went through can use the book as a way to, uh, you know, to show that there is the possibility of of that transformation taking place. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's it's really it's really incredible how perfect of an opportunity it is right now with this this whole global pandemic going on, and it's really a shift in consciousness. And that's literally what I what I went through this this shift in awareness. And it was so new and uncomfortable to me. And I even I even talk about Googling mindfulness somewhere somewhere within the book because I, I had no idea what it was. But I just talk about entering this new spiritual place and, and how I was learning and accessing these new tools. So for but it all comes back to the beginning for for someone who is experiencing a shift or wanting to be open to something new 
how how to access that and then again how to how to generate the courage to follow through on these new thoughts and ideas that you have so it's it's really uh it's really a perfect and honest book for for people that are at a transition in, in their life that's great it's so great that you're able to make that available and uh you know to be able to help other people that that uh could relate to your to your experience yeah uh so how can people how can people find you if they if they want to learn more about what you're doing and and the work that, uh, that you're involved with yeah yeah for sure yeah and again i appreciate the uh, introduction to you and, and your audience and your crew but I, i'm really easy to find on on the internet michael tranmer on on facebook i spend spend a lot of time on instagram as well michael.tranmer or just my website michaeltranmer.com and yeah most mostly i'm talking about the book these days and i've been sharing lots of excerpts from the book that are really really touching a lot of people yeah that's what i'm talking most mostly about on on social media these days but yeah i'd love to if you've heard this if you heard this interview where where i'm kind of going next in the work that i do i'm going to focus more on on corporations and, and engineers and in specific not just in specific but definitely a lot in engineers and i really want to talk about transcendent leadership and really getting beyond ourselves and and helping empowering the people that we work helping them get beyond themselves and when you when you have this incredible empowered team working together you can really you know do amazing work create the projects and work that we want to do but you can do it in a really supportive and loving and and empowering way where people love coming in and doing their jobs you can support them to to nourish their talents and what they're interested in so i'm really looking forward to to getting in front of people again when when that's a reality in in our world and really facilitating those discussions with leaders and managers and and helping them because i can i can see now how 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 to tap into this in in the corporate sense like how to how to tap into yourself and how how important that is when when you are being a leader and how you can empower and, and make a safe space for for others to open up but I, I just see how that connection is is so important to creating good high performing teams that are that are profitable but also keep keep butts in the seats like that's kind of my biggest thing like keep butts in the seats keep people happy at their job because I was so unhappy for for so long at, at mine and this whole transition is has helped me see how I can empower myself to be happy in in any given role but it's also really useful to to teach other leaders how to do the same that's incredible that's so good so 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 needed especially uh with what organizations are going through now uh you know I can see how that could be so valuable for them to to invest in their leadership uh skills and their leadership teams to be able to uh to help them step into yeah, that right I'm, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm really, really excited. I just feel this whole this whole shift yeah. in, in the world right now is going to open this this gap up a little bit more where people can can see how leadership can come from a slightly different, slightly different angle where we where we use, you know, really these mindful, these spiritual tools, these ancient teachings to to match that with the modern world and all that we want to create. It's 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 going to be super. That's fun. so exciting. So exciting. So if somebody's listening to this, that perhaps um, you know, it can relate to your, um, your story around, you know, perhaps in, you know, investing in doing a lot of exercise to train for a marathon or an Ironman, uh, you know, numbing out in, in ways that, you know, are, look like they're, they're beneficial, they're healthy activities, uh, uh, or perhaps they're in a career, uh, profession like an engineer, an accountant, and, uh, and they are, they're, they're feeling stuck. They're not happy. You know, this is not what they had 
uh, anticipated to be like, like what, what's a, one key thing they could do, a simple thing they could, could start doing to bring, uh, you know, more awareness to it. Cause you highlighted that, that you weren't really aware that you were numbing out. It just mm-hmm. was, this is just all that you knew. Right. So, uh, yeah. What's one thing that you, you think people could start to do that would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll probably throw a couple at you here. So apologize for that, but, but not really, cause these are really good. I think it's all, it's all sort of a, a step. You have to be open in the beginning to, to, to being, you have to be open to trying something new. That's, that's, you have to appreciate that what you're doing by going harder and, 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 and you don't even realize that you're numbing. So you aren't going to be able to, to know that, but you have to be open to trying something different. You have to be, you know, whether it's meditation or, or journaling, you have to go, okay, you know, I will try that for, for five or, or 10 minutes a day. Cause we have to, we have to be open to trying something new. Cause that's where the new connections in the brain get formed and everything we know with, with neuroscience, we have, we access such a small part of our, our brain, but to access these new paths, we have to start walking through that, that field of grass. You have to go down it instead of taking the same route you always take to go to the grocery store or go to work, go a different way, walk a new path, talk to new people, do something new. These new experiences are going to open, open something up. And then once you, once, you know, maybe once you're on this path in the middle of the field, it's really been so powerful to me to, to limit distractions. We have so many distractions coming at us all day long. So you don't need, you don't need more things to help you figure you out. You already know you to a, a very large extent. So whatever limiting distractions means to you, I haven't had a TV here for, for two and a half years. I've been looking at more news lately, but I've, I've just become so aware of limiting distractions and limiting negative talk and, and limiting being around in really disempowering situations. Like I, I get around people that, that lift me up. So it's, you know, be open, limit distractions. And once you're in there, if, it, if it's meditation, perhaps, you know, listen, listen to your heart, listen to like, listen to yourself be real with, with, with who you are and what you want to do and what you want to accomplish and, and lean into that. And that perhaps is going to be a little different from where you are today. So to bridge that gap is going to require a lot of courage and facing a lot of fears. And that's a, that's a beautiful topic for, for another time because we can talk about facing fears all day long. And I, I do it on a, a weekly basis. And it's, 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 so, it's so important for us to reach our full potentials. We have to crack out of, out of what we are comfortable with. Definitely. And I, I love that, that, uh, that, that analogy of just taking a different way to, to, to work, right? It just, that, just to really simplify things here is to just change the path that you normally would take to go to the grocery store, to your office, or uh, where you maybe go for a walk right now with what's happening. Uh, maybe there's a, a walking path that, that you take consistently try to go 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 right instead of left and uh and notice what happens that's so good yeah appreciate yeah i know i know i I used to i used to focus on you know keeping things so safe and controlled and tight and i wondered why i was i was not fulfilled and because my fulfillment wasn't going to come from trying to control the world that's impossible Mm -hmm. we need to we need to crack out of that and and exactly go down a new path and and be open to all the scary things that are going to happen down that new path but that's that's where fulfillment comes from. That's great. Well, I appreciate uh, your time today, Michael, and uh, for being here and sharing, uh, you know, openly sharing your story and, uh, and, and how you've been able to access, you know, gifts that I, I see as, you know, being open and fully aware of, uh, of, you know, who you are and where you, where you want to go to, right? Bringing that awareness there. It's huge.
Yeah, my, my, my absolute pleasure. Great yeah. to be here with you, Aaron. Thanks so much. Thanks again for listening. Uh, you know, I really hope you got a lot out of this episode and were able to take some some lessons from today's guests. If you love what you hear on here, uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, and if you can share uh, share it in social media, on Facebook, on uh, LinkedIn, uh, any any platform that you're using you want to share with uh, with people that you think would benefit from it, that would be fantastic. And uh, you know, giving us a rating uh, also helps in uh, in helping us gain more more listeners to benefit from uh, ultimately the message here that that um, that we all matter, right? That you matter, uh, and the in the skills and talents and abilities that at times may have seemed like struggles along the way. There's actually gifts in there, and and to be able to bring those to your uh, your workplace. Uh, to your passions, to your personal life. Uh, there's so much benefits there. So I really appreciate anything that you can do to help get the word out about uh, this podcast so more and more people can benefit from it. And look forward to uh, to sharing another episode with you soon.